the Bible Study Podcast, episode 281. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the fundamentals of Christianity. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Today, as we continue the fundamentals of Christianity study, we're going to talk about grace. Now, when I teach Bible study in juvenile hall and I ask the kids, what do you think grace is? Number one answer that people give is it's that prayer we say at meals. And while we do call that grace, that's not what we're talking about here. Grace and mercy are two terms, as we've talked about before, that are very related. And the way that I will use them to try and use them fairly consistently is that grace is when we get something we don't deserve that's good and mercy is when we don't get something that we do deserve. We don't get that punishment that we do deserve. So when we stand before the judge and we've committed the crime, we're looking for mercy. When we open up presents on Christmas Day, we're hoping for grace. It is my argument that grace is a central theme in Christianity. I understand I may be showing my Protestant roots at that point, but let's look at some of the verses that would back me up. As Jesus is introduced in John 1, in the Gospel of John, verses 14 through 17. Jesus is introduced this way. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So when John, the gospel writer, says that he came full of grace and truth, we might be tempted at that point to say that he was graceful, that he walked about in a graceful fashion. But clearly that second part of that is talking about this different definition of grace. It says that out of his fullness we have received grace in place of grace already given. And what is he talking about there? We've received something we didn't deserve in place of that grace already given, that that we had received previously. Well, it's clear from the context that what he means by that which was received, that which was already given is the law. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So one was already given. And then more grace, more good things that we don't deserve are coming through this Jesus. That the number two things as John goes to describe Jesus are that he is full of grace and full of truth. That as people approached Jesus, remember they said he is a teacher who teaches like no one else. And I think we usually focus on that second thing, that he spoke with an authority, he spoke a truth that hadn't been spoken before. But we also see that he is full of grace, that as he looks at people, he is not looking at them with judgment. But as they bring, for instance, a woman who is caught in adultery, he is aware that she is a sinner. He is aware of what the law says. But he asks, he who's perfect, he who is without sin, throw the first stone. And when no one does, he says, does anyone condemn you? No, then neither do I. He is without sin and could cast the first stone, but he chose not to. He gave something. He gave both grace and mercy in this particular case. As Peter talks in the first council of Jerusalem, and they're trying to debate this issue of the Gentiles. So this is after 
Peter has been given this revelation that the Gentiles, remember Cornelius, Peter was on the rooftop and received this vision of all sorts of things, clean and unclean, descending from heaven, and God says, rise and eat, and he says, no, I I can't, because some of these things are unclean. May it never be the case. But God says, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. So even after that, though, there is this discussion about as people become Christians who are Gentiles, do they have to become Jews? And as Peter argues this case, he talks about grace. What he says in Acts 15, 6 through 11 is, the apostles and elders met to consider this question. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them, brothers, you know that some time ago, God made a choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the heart, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them, for he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you try to test God by putting on the necks of the Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear? No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that we are saved, just as they are. So what Peter is arguing at this point is that even he as a good Jew is not saved through the works of the law or through the things that he has done or through all of the right procedures or eating the right food or remembering the right days or wearing the right things or saying the right things or any of that that means to be a Jew. He says that we, even as Jews, as good Jews, as faithful Jews, are saved through the act of what Jesus did, through grace, through a gift that has been given to us that we didn't deserve. And so he says, how can we then require them to become Jews as if they could earn their way to God when we have not been able to by being Jewish. Since we can't earn our way by being Jewish, they shouldn't have to because all of us, he says, are saved through grace. And then Romans 3, and this is Paul's probably best known talk about grace. Romans, again, is Paul's entire understanding of the gospel because he hasn't been to Rome, and so he is summarizing it all in one book. Wonderful book. Romans 1 and 2 Paul has been talking a lot about sin. He talks a lot about the sin of the Gentiles, and he talks a lot about the sin of the Jews. And he is leading up to these verses. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. There's a lot of different words there. The one I'm going to key in on for this particular study here is that all have sinned, all have fallen short, And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So this is something that Jesus did. That our faith, our standing with God, is all because of what Jesus did. I am not better than you, nor you better than me, nor am I better than someone who is not a Christian. God didn't choose the best and the brightest. God didn't choose those who are more able. But instead, he freely gives this gift, and we are just those who have received.
And I think this is very important because if you haven't noticed yet in this study, we're always doing these as pairs of teachings. And so what we're going to talk about next week is, okay, what then does this mean for us and how we live out our faith. But for now, that's going to end it for this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.